0: Welcome to Testimony, a musician's story, heard at TestimonyStories.com and narrated by myself, Brown at the music lover, constantly seeking positive music. Let's get started. KJ52 is a pioneer in the Christian hip hop game. He's been in the game for 15 years and has won 4 Dove awards.
1: Just a is on my face and your life is all our chase. I wrote right upon this face cuz in your go-
0: many artists like Lecrae came up listening to KJ. But before the name KJ52 was synonymous with Christian hip hop, to his family, he was known as Jonah Sorrentino. Born June 26, 1975 in Miami, Florida, Jonah spent his weekdays with his mom, stepdad, and younger half-brother and some weekends with his father. He was somewhat of a roughneck kid, just trying to fit in where he could get in. God was not in his vocabulary, unless it was followed by an explicit word.
2: School for a couple years when I was real little, but no, church was not a uh, not a regular thing. I was definitely uh, almost atheistic, agnostic, honestly, when I was um, a teenager. I think I was kind of one of the angry kids, you know. I like I uh, thought I had everything figured out and got a little bit rebellious and really kind of felt like you know God's not applicable to my life. You know what I mean? And my impressions of what church was was kind of based on going to catholic mass where i didn't really connect so i just didn't have that sort of personal relationship it wasn't really real to me yeah man i just started smiling out of control a bit in a lot of ways not getting along with my stepfather i was uh bouncing back and forth you know on the weekends between dad and mom and and the area i was in was um you know it was two very completely different dynamics. So my stepfather and my mom, we lived in this kind of suburban, affluent, very white sort of neighborhood. And then where my dad was was predominantly black and Cuban and very repressed economy neighborhood. So really, I just was not fitting in in either place, uh, whether that was ethnically or, socioeconomically you know it it just lends up the problems that's just the reality of it and so for me i think uh kid wanted to try to fit in start to do what your friends are doing and you know hip-hop sort of became this really big influence on me so i took cues from what hip-hop was saying to me in a lot
1: of ways you can get with this or you can get with that
0: Hip-hop played a major role in his life. As a matter of fact, hip-hop could be considered a second character in this story. He loved everything about the genre and listened to a wide range of artists from Kid and Play, Public Enemy, to Florida rappers like Trick Daddy. This was a culture he embraced and desired to express himself musically
2: in. I felt like I would be a better DJ because I felt like white rappers were just such an anomaly. It such a not seen thing that I felt like I had no chance to make it as a white rapper. wasn't any good at that. But <laughs> the guy that, who ironically now is one of my investors in my new album, he was a teenager. He was one of our friends, and we went over to his house because he had a little four track recorder. So we ended up recording these raps that we had done. In his room, and his mom had basically came in and said, You know, you guys are cussing so much, like, you got to stop. Like, you should do something positive with your music. Like, she's like, You should do, she, I never forget. It. She said, You should rap about God. And she had just became born thin. And, and I look back now and go, Wow, that's crazy. But at the time, I was very irritated. I was very upset with that. Like, how are you? Who are you to tell me what I'm supposed to do? Years later, I reconnected with that guy, and uh, he's actually one of the investors on my new. Album.
0: Like what you're hearing so far? Check us out at testimonystories.com. That's Testimony Stories with an S dot com. Where you can hear content for you and about you. Everyone has a testimony. Everyone has a testimony. And we want to hear yours. Tell us how God has transformed your life. Each month, we will select a person to highlight and interview. Find out more at testimony stories. Com. Testimony. A Testimony, where Christian hip hop artists give you an exclusive look into their lives and their music. Take a journey into the minds of today's top Christian hip hop artists as they open up and share about their past, their faith, and their music in ways you've never heard before. Put on your favorite pair of headphones or turn the stereo volume up. And listen. A
1: story. I'm expressing with my full capabilities. I'm expressing with my full capabilities.
0: You are listening to KJ52's Testimony a Musician Story. Jonah, or Bones as his friends used to call him had a rap group called the G-Force Posse that consisted of two people. To convince classmates that they had an actual group, they had a friend who worked at a local record shop put a CD slot under G with the title G-Force Posse on it. The slot was always empty because they never actually produced a real CD. But as a result, It looked like the G-Force Posse was a popular group that was always sold out. Every summer, Jonah would spend time with his grandma in Michigan. But the summer going into his sophomore year of high school was different. This summer, a new character would be introduced into his life.
2: So that summer, I just had a conversation with, uh, with my cousin who I went up there with. And the conversation sort of started as, I don't know, ironically, it's basically him saying, who do you love more, this rap group, Public Enemy? you know, Is that like your number one thing in your life, or do you love God more? And he kind of took me to task about it. And I think in my mind, I just wanted to be right. So I really had nothing to do with trying to get part straight. I took his Bible and began to read it that night and the next day. And, uh, and something about that started to really speak to me. Long story short, that became this sort of process of me going, maybe there's some things I need to um, get right in my life. My whole environment changed. I went from you know either super rich, white, or super poor black neighborhood to this sort of middle class, racially mixed neighborhood, and that threw me for a loop. And um, at this new school, I began to listen to the hip-hop show on the radio, and then I would flip it over and listen to these radio preachers. I would just do this for no particular reason did that for a couple months and essentially the gospel invaded my heart you know one of the radio preachers basically said if you've never given your life to Christ, you do it anywhere you're at and he more or less led me in what I was supposed to do next and just got on my knees in my bedroom prayed a very simple prayer and noticed that uh... woke up the next day things were different and that began the, the process
1: Eyes. Don't think that just gonna the guys. the girls in the world wouldn't the
0: Jonah gave his life to Christ at fifteen. The move to a new school afforded him the opportunity to have a fresh start. And a start it was. He was the very definition of a new believer.
2: And I was very biblically illiterate. That's one thing. I did not know the difference between a Mormon and a Jehovah Witness and a Catholic and a Protestant. Like, I really was that ignorant. So I actually sent off for the Book of Mormon because I didn't own a Bible. And uh, <laughs> I remember reading it and just kind of going, something's not right about this. It was really my heart was to go, man, I really want to live for God. I don't know what even that means. And I just began to realize that, you know, it's 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 putting God first. And and I, I finally got a Bible a couple months later, I started to read, I just devoured the Bible and left it. but one thing I think for me that was very tangible was that I you know, I just had a very foul mouth and I started to just feel feel wrong about using things like that to, to communicate. And I had a desire to read God's word and I had a desire to pray. And um and I also had a desire to to share what my life was and so when I might have been depressed before you know there was a very real joy in my heart and when I might have been frustrated I, and it's not, some things disappeared right away in my life and other things were a struggle to get rid of but all in all I just felt different about what was going on and for me probably one of the biggest things to get let go of was my music you know what I'm saying to let go of the music I was listening to but little by little I started to feel you know, like, this is not conducive to this new walk in Christ. And, um, started getting rid of my music little by little. And then eventually finding Christian hip hop or Christian rock music to kind of replace it. And, you know, a couple months later, I ended up going to this little church down the street. My mom would drop me off and pick me up. You know, they were like, you want to go to a youth group? I'm like, what's a youth group? I didn't even know. I was so ignorant to, like, church culture, you know. But uh this church really loved on me and um I just began to grow really quickly.
1: So he said let go, let go of everything I had hold, let go to the soul I control, let go to the soul of the smoke, cross me.
0: Although Jonah had transitioned into a new lifestyle, his family had not. That made the household dynamic a bit problematic.
2: I think for my mom and my stepfather, they kind of thought I had gone overboard. They thought that, uh, I joined a cult maybe or this you know. I think the idea was like church is good for morals, but let's let's not go overboard. You know what I mean? So I mean my mom would drop me off and she would pick me up. She wouldn't go. She'd drop me off. My stepfather, you know, kinda was like, Well, that's fine, but don't go too overboard and, and stop trying to indoctrinate your little brother. So it definitely lent itself to some problems.
0: Testimony. <laughs> Testimony where Christian hip-hop artists give you an exclusive look into their lives and their music. Take a journey into the minds of today's top Christian hip-hop artists as they open up and share about their past, their faith, and their music in ways you've never heard before. Put on your favorite pair of headphones or turn the stereo volume up and listen. Connect with Testimony, A Musician Story through social media. Find links to our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and more at TestimonyStories.com Testimony. Testimony. A Musician's Story Now back to KJ52's Testimony, A Musician Story. Remember that second character music well music became his biggest ally and helped to aid him and his spiritual
1: growth i I found this Christian radio station
2: that would play mostly rock, and they would put in the occasional Christian rap song. But Some of the Christian rap songs they put in were so pop, you know what I mean? Like for me, coming from the really other side, that was very hard, militant, black rap music, you know what I mean? Like it just, I couldn't get with it. It was too soft, I guess for lack of a better term. So my, my first exposure might have been somebody like a Stephen Wiley or a DC Talk or anything like that. However, I do remember listening in the evening and they played this group called Dynamic Twins and they played one of the tracks in the evening. And it reminded me a lot of EPMD, which was a big group I was into. I had no way to even know how to get that music. I'm just like hitting record on my boombox so I could record it off the radio. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and um, so then I found out through a bunch of some of the guys in my youth group they're like, oh, well, there's this group and this group, and they would make me tapes or whatever. Check this group out, check this group out. And then you know, I just thought there was this whole little subculture of Christian rap that you could go to the bookstore and listen to. So whether they were dubbing me tapes or I was dubbing it off the radio or I was eventually you know, saving up money to buy one, you know, that music became a big deal to me. You know, it was a big deal to me. And really shaped a lot of my my views in a lot of ways. It was a big deal. It's crazy now to look back and go, Man, I'm doing the same thing that they did for me now. <laughs>
0: Before kj 52 became the successful artist he is now, he was just a kid who broke his nose pole vaulting his senior year of high school and was restricted to the confines of his house when he wrote his first rap. When he was in his early 20s, he teamed up with a teenage beat maker and formed the duo Sons of Intellect. Sons of Intellect opened up for big acts like Wu-Tang Clan, Tribe Called Quest, and (laughs) Outkast. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Wu-Tang Clan, Tribe Called Quest, and Outkast? How did this local Christian rap duo open up for some of the biggest names in the history of mainstream rap?
2: (laughs) Well, I mean, at the time, you know, Florida is a weird animal where the lines between sacred sacred and secular are kind of gray. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you can go in to some of those environments as a believer and people just look at it as music. If that makes sense. So we were doing church shows, we were doing outreaches, but I felt like, man, there's a whole other world out there that we're not connecting with because we're not doing mainstream events. You know, I found out that Wu-Tang was coming. I mean, I hit the promoter up and I'd say, hey, you know, I'll help you promote this show. Just put me on the bill. Let me open up and do like five minutes. And, you know, I mean, I might have to send them some music or something like that, but Usually nine times out of ten they're like, oh, "Okay, done," you know, and it's really that simple. We would go in, you know, play to like a quarter of the crowd, you know what I mean? People just kind of stared at us, like, "Well, who are these? Who are these little white kids talking about God?" You know, but we had a good response, you know. We did get booed. We did get booed one time. We got booed pretty badly, but other than that, it was, you know, honestly, I guess my own fearlessness was either from ignorance or stupidity, but either way, we were just, we were like, "Let's do this," you know. I was never afraid.
0: decided to go solo, and this forced KJ to decide what he wanted to do with his life. He grew discouraged, but a conversation with Cross Movement's The Ambassador encouraged him to pursue a solo career of his own. After the release of his first album, KJ quickly became a controversial rapper who wrote Dear Slim, a song dedicated to shock rapper Eminem. The song spread like a wildfire and was featured on MTV's Total Request Live and VH1's Top 40 Worst Moments in Hip Hop.
1: Yo, it's Slim, I never wrote you all been calling. My name ain't Stan, son, now nah, we never met. Okay. My name's KJ, let me begin by introducing now myself to you and these very reasons I'll be writing. Why well, I took the time in, the who where it, why and the purpose of my verse and the reasons I'm reciting. What I hope you're learning from the truth, I pray you'll find it. And every word I'm writing down upon the dotted lines and I heard your first album's called Infinite I, heard it. I shook my head cause nowadays you sounded different. different What drove you take your whole persona and be flipping it now What makes a man totally changed, I ain't getting it. Get it See what, you sick again getting booed when you was ripping it sick sick of never having dough and you wanna put an end to it uh-huh. Well, goods, all kinds of dough, plus all kinds of flow Not to gain of world of fans, but soft the loss soul So the record
2: comes out, I'm out touring, just barely getting by And next thing I know, people are like, oh, this guy sounds like Eminem. You know what I mean? I'm thinking, where'd that come from? Like, if I was trying to rip this guy off, how would I even know his music? Because my record was done before he came out. You know what I mean? But, uh, you know, you're guilty by association a lot of times. And so I'm hearing this all through my first record. And as an MC, you want to be like, well, let me address this. So I thought, what if I took the idea behind Stan and flipped it? but where I'm writing to him. So Dear Slim was like written at two in the morning, didn't have a chorus for it, just wrote it. You know, there was no rhyme or reason to what I was writing. I was just writing. I didn't even think I'd put the song out. I performed it one time. People just lose their minds. They're like, I can't believe you wrote that song. Like, where can I get it? I'm like, I don't even have a chorus for the song. You know, like <laughs> it kind of took on a life of its own and then decided to put it on my second album and not thinking a lot of it through, just putting it out there. It's a never-ending chapter because a couple of years later, I talked to his ex-wife while she's in jail. A couple years later, you know, VH1 runs the 40 worst moments in hip-hop Let's be on And then a couple of years after that, you know, he puts out be careful what you wish for. When well, he talks about a fan who'd been praying for him and I'd uh, been laying on his mind all this stuff, so. Yes, ma'am, I heard about the stuff you going through. See, I can relate
1: to you because, son, I'm about as old as you. See, we both know what it's like just to be... An and only kid is white. want to get booed when you on the mic just because your skin is light, it ain't right. But sometimes you know this life is true. But really tell me what you do. Oh, no. You just push on with hopes on that someday you'll put on your crew. Right. I hope you understand that I ain't even dissing you. Nah, and even though it's a song you probably never listened to, well, see what I send to you was this. What's that? Is that a life without Christ? It's a life that is never fixed. You hope you remember this now, a few sentences about a living God who loves you.
0: KJ doesn't know for sure if the Eminem song is about him, but he does know that a pastor did personally hand Eminem the Dear Slim record. Another pivotal point in his career were his collaborations with contemporary artists. Rap was not popular in the Christian music world until KJ teamed up with some of the top artists in the genre. Testimony, Testimony, where Christian hip-hop artists give you an exclusive look into their lives and their music. Take a journey into the minds of today's top Christian hip-hop artists as they open up and share about their past, their faith, and their music in ways you've never heard before. Put on your favorite pair of headphones, or turn the stereo volume up, and listen. Everyone has a testimony, and we want to hear yours. Tell us how God has transformed your life. Each month, we will select a person to highlight and interview. Find out more at TestimonyStories.com. Testimony. Mm. Download the podcast of Testimony, a "Musician Story on iTunes. Find out how at TestimonyStories.com. A Musician's
2: Story. Honestly, man, the genre at the time was in such a, um, it was so disregarded. You know, there were certain things you had to do to just survive or to try and grow. The genre was so, was so small that I knew if I just stuck it to that little small aspect, I just wasn't going to make it. So a lot of those collaborations came out of that, with the idea of trying to grow it, try to grow what I'm trying to do, or it came out of trying to build bridges to an industry that didn't really get it. It's very commonplace now, but back then that was a really new thing.
1: So many things up in your life you're frustrated with. Nothing seems to be going right, I know you're hating it. But let me tell you, see I've been through what you experienced And I've come to see the source of who my healing is If it's divorce or anything else making it hard to live I gotta tell you, you can make it just through all of this Cause everywhere you go, he's there for you, it's obvious Don't be scared no more, cause this is why I'm saying this Everywhere we go, I know you're not far away You're right here
0: AJ fought an uphill battle as a white rapper in a predominantly Black industry and as an artist in a Christian subgenre that wasn't widely accepted. So, how did he feel when he received his first Dove Award?
2: I was blown away. I had my life with me for it. And to be honest, the amount of stuff we went through to reach that point, you know, like the amount of junk we had dealt with, to have her there to see something tangible was like the best feeling, probably bigger than in the actual award. It's like they made it, <laughs> so it was amazing. It was kind of like one of those moments you can't take that away. you know it's like if I never win another one, I can't take this moment away from me right right
1: I know you are right, here. Right, here. So right now just with anything you Find strength in Christ God has a plan just for every single party of your lives That might be hard to understand in your troubled times But anywhere you go, he's there with arms open wide He cares for you, don't you know? There's no need to cry Fifteen
0: years later, and KJ52 is still in a game and making noise As always, some folks still got something to say about KJ and the music he makes Welcome
1: to the island of the Misfit Toys
0: Tune in to part two of KJ52's Testimony, A Musician Story to listen to what he has to say about naysayers, how he has been able to sustain a long career, and to hear the concept and music from his latest album, Mental.
1: I'm sitting in detention, feeling like the breakfast club stepping out my desk, wishing that I had a hug I wouldn't pay attention, but what I pay for love you're searching for some whole man of junks to drugs. Awkward, introvert, really had to wear to turn. Crumbling insecure, struggling with the hurt. Stomach all up in a churn. bubbling up in my shirt. Wishing that I had a girl, but all I ever kid is burn. They say nerds gotta wait, they turn. And I'm heart sick, but I'm living in a dream deferred. My heart ripped in pain, mouth full of curse words. I can't get away until I read the first verse of your word that I learned of my birth curse. And that you died for me and all my network.
0: Thank you for listening to Testimony, a musician's story. This has been a Brown Theory production and an 83 Media production. To hear this episode again, as well as past episodes, visit TestimonyStories.com. Until next time, I'm Brown Theory, the music lover constantly seeking positive music.